Well, welcome to Podcast Tips with Rob Greenlee. I'm Rob Greenlee, and um, this is this is a live show, obviously, if you see live up on the top of the screen. Um, I'm coming to you in episode eight of my series. So I haven't been doing this uh, too long, but uh, I'm excited to be back here doing it again. And um, I also have a terrific guest with me that I'm going to be pulling up on the the screen here in a minute. Um, so let's, uh, I have to do something really quick. So let me do something. And it prompted me that I had to do something. So um, yeah, I have another terrific guest with me. He's a legend in podcasting. He's been uh, doing online video for years and years, kind of like I have, as well as podcasting, live streaming. Um, and his name is Dave Jackson. So I don't know if you've, if you're kind of new to podcasting, he's probably uh, not, maybe somebody you haven't heard of before, but if you're in the podcast industry and you've been involved in podcasting, you would definitely know of him. And in the show, I mean, he's also a podcast hall of famer. So he's, he's in the hall of fame with me as well. So it's, it's great. This is the second hall of famer I've had on the, the show on back-to-back episodes, and that's probably not going to be the last that I have. Um, and and we are going to be taking your questions tonight. Um, so I'm excited to hear your thoughts and what you are thinking about the podcasting space right right now and where it might be going, because that's going to be the topic of what we're talking about tonight. I think Dave is a terrific guy. He's in, in touch with a lot of what's happening in the podcasting space. And, and I try and do the same thing, but it's always great to have another um, mind and another set of eyes looking at things and, um, and, and experience things out there. And Dave's, Dave's, Dave really takes an active role in trying to figure new things out that are going on. And how important is adding video along with audio to your podcast today? And I think this is a little bit of a, of a theme on this show. Um, because we are done on the StreamYard channels, it's, it's an important um, aspect of it. And, and we, I, I want to thank you because we do have a growing community here um, uh, I'm on the show that likes to uh, keep up with what's going on in this convergence between audio and, and video and, and StreamYard is a terrific example of that. And so um, also I wanted to mention too, that we have a, a StreamYard merch giveaway uh, that we're going to be doing uh, for a free mug and a, uh, a hoodie, uh, sweatshirt for the winter here. So towards the end of the show, you'll be able to enter that. And as you can see on the scrolling ticker below, uh, th there's a pathway to do that. Just go into the comment field and enter uh, hashtag the yard. And that'll get you into the, to the drawing that will happen at the end of the show. And so let me get in and enable all those votes to come in. And we will make sure that we um, capture all those. So if you enter in the yard in the comment field, the hashtag, the, the yard, they will come in. So we're already up to nine entries already. So keep them, keep them coming in. And I appreciate it. So let's, uh, let's bring Dave Jackson up on the, the stage and we'll do a proper introduction of, of him and get him going on the show. Dave, it's great to have you with me. Thank you so much. Oh, Rob, always great to hang out with uh, with you. Always uh, nice to get caught up, and we go we go way back in the yeah. day. Yeah, so back, back into the dark ages of podcasting. 
Back when there wasn't RSS feeds. Yes. <laughs> That's always fun to say. So Yeah, and we're always debating this topic of whether or not RSS is going to survive and what's the definition of a podcast. And for many years, there was all this talk about, uh, is podcasting dead? And it's like, uh, no. I mean, so what's your thought on that topic of these these topics that are constantly coming up in the podcasting space? Yeah, the one that kind of makes me... I, somewhat triggered is, you know, on one hand, Spotify had a huge amount of courage and made this giant jump into podcasting. They spent billions of dollars, you know, buying shows and all sorts of fun stuff. And it kind of didn't work the way they wanted it to. And so yeah. now they've gone through and they've, you know, their layoffs and shows have been canceled and things like that. And people are taking that as, well, podcasting's dead. I'm like, no, no, that'd be kind of like if if the NFL had a team that traded away a bunch of, uh, you know, maybe a bunch of draft picks and they got this hot shot, you know, quarterback and then he turned out to not be very good going, <sighs> well, the NFL is dead. It's just all over. And I'm like, no, no, it's one team that, you know, took a chance, didn't quite work out the way they wanted. And uh, let's not judge the whole industry by that one company, you know, so... Yeah. And I realized there have been other things. And I think what happened is when Spotify came in and they did just, I mean, they, in the words of Todd Cochran, they were spending money like drunk sailors and they, they did. And in the end, that wasn't a good idea. But when everybody saw Spotify do it, well, then everybody jumped in the pool and it, you know, they had these teams of 18, 20 people making a show. And in the end, that's kind of hard to, you know, be profitable when you're paying everybody a decent wage and, that whole nine yards. So I, you know, I, I think what it is, it's not so much that podcasting is dead, but we did get a little bit of a, a reality slap upside the head. They're like, mm, maybe this isn't the way, you know, right. I, I think it was, um, I forget what award show. And they were talking about how they did an indie award. Um, it's the one, you know, it, it's the one from the, uh, is it the Webbies? Yeah. The, we- I th- it, the Webbies are the one from, um, or the Ambies. Yeah, the 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 one from the I cannot remember the oh, name. You, you I heard radio. Was it no, I heard radio words? What was no? the what was the one thing you helped start? Yeah, it's one of those three. Oh, it's the, the Ambies with the podcast awards. Yeah, the right. podcast awards, and they right. had an indie right. award, and indie meant you spent less than like three thousand dollars on an episode or oh, something right, like that. Right. Yeah, and, exactly. and I was like, I am in the wrong dollars an episode. Yeah, right. and so I think we've kind of come to the conclusion that. Maybe that's not, you know, I always love when you get to the end of these, uh, you know, the episode, the um, the assistant to the assistant of the assistant uh, music director is so-and-so. And it's, it's this giant list of people. And, yeah. you know, yeah. th- it made some great content. It's not saying that those shows were bad. It just, in the end, it's not cost justifiable to, to maybe right. do that. Yeah, I think pod- podcasting has definitely been something that's been a little bit more organic, more started by, you know, normal people, not so much big companies. Back back when we started, it it certainly wasn't a medium that was dominated by larger companies. And I still don't think it really is dominated by big companies today. I think it's a big part of it. But but I wanted to mention a couple of things about Dave here that that maybe you might know about or or, or not here. But Dave um, is a, like I said, 2018 Podcast Hall of Famer. And he's also a creator and host of a live show himself called Ask the Podcast Coach. And so he's uh, definitely experienced in the live audio stuff. 
And so I wanted to share his um, his show here and and see it's it's the Ask the Podcast Coach. It's actually what at ten thirty a.m. Saturday mornings. Yeah. Every every week, and it's it's live, um, and it's uh, it's co-hosted by Jim Collison, who actually does. Jim still work for um, that Gallup. That, yeah, you know, for Gallup Research, right? Yeah, yeah. So does he bring the analytics to that show? <laughs> um, he brings a lot of different things. He's he's definitely more of a computer nerd than I am. So he really gets into the hardware. Uh, he has that. He's a guy that does a podcast for his job. You know, yeah. he's he does all the Gallup's podcasts and things like that. So he brings a couple different aspects to it. And um, you know, he's he's uh, let's see. He's the Rob Greenlee. I'm the Todd Cochran. So I'm the I'm the, you know, the the wild crazy guy that's going off on tangents, and and Jim is the guy that brings me back to that. I should also say, since we're doing this live, there is no show this Saturday on Ask the Podcast Coach. I am, oh, are you, I unfortunately are you taking ha- the holiday off. Huh? I wish I was. I'm actually attending a funeral, which is really oh, depressing. But I, right. uh, it is what it is, and uh, you know, there are times when your podcast is important, but friends and family are more important. And when that came about, I was like, yeah, I got to go to that funeral. So, <laughs> so anyway, this is the domain name. If you want to go check out Dave's show and ask the And he also has a, you know, a podcast consulting company too, called, um, uh, school, the of school podcasting. podcasting. He's been doing that for, I don't know how many years now have you been doing that since 2005. So 18 years, I guess at this point, so I've been helping people plan, launch, and, and grow their podcast. So that's always fun. And and you also are the head of education at uh, Lipson too, which I also spent four years working at myself. <laughs> yeah, Lipson was fun. I had been a customer of theirs for 10 years, and my background's in teaching. And when that kind of dried up, I uh, thought, man, I'd really love to get a job in teaching. And I was super happy with Lipson as a customer and called them up and said, hey, I lost my job. Um, that's the bad news. And and I was talking with Rob Walsh and he's like, what's the good news? And I said, I'm available to work for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily uh, he got the president on the phone and I've been there probably eight years now, something like that. So it's, yeah. uh, I love it because it gives me a really wide view of what's going on in, in podcasting. So it's, uh, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, you're a busy guy. You're creating content, you're kind of like me in a lot of ways. I mean, I'm I'm creating shows. I've got three live shows a week I'm doing now, plus plus a couple of podcasts, um, audio stuff. And so, and then you're working full time uh, for a company and running your own consulting business. So I'm sure you don't get a lot of sleep. Dave. I don't get a lot of sleep, <laughs> and it's it's always it's you know I clock out at Libsyn, I go cook dinner. I spent a half hour on the treadmill and then it's like, what am I recording tonight? Oh, tonight is, you know, whatever the show is. And then I'd still have uh, not a lot, but I have a few people I actually edit their show. And uh, so sometimes it's my stuff. Sometimes it's their stuff. A lot of it is just keeping up with what's changing. I mean, every time you turn around, somebody's got a new feature, you know, Buzzsprout is rolling out pod roll and Captivate is rolling out this and Podbean and, you know, all the AI tools that are rolling out. It's hard to stick, uh, keep up with all the, the changes, but you kind of have to so that when somebody comes to you and says, hey, I want to do this, you can go, here is what the best tools are for the for the job. So it's it's hard to keep up always. But that's something I've been doing really for, you know, 40 years. I used to teach, well, you know, uh, yeah. 
Rob, you have a history with Microsoft. I do too. I used to teach Microsoft Office for decades and customer right. service and time management, all that stuff. And it was when I wasn't teaching, it was keeping up with, you know, all the changes in the software. So podcasting yeah. is a lot like that. Yeah, and I also want, wanted to mention too, um, this is being streamed on the StreamYard channels and and a lot of people that are watching this program like to follow what's going on with StreamYard. So I wanted to mention also that there is a website that StreamYard has that will allow you to keep up with what's happening uh, with with StreamYard, you know, like their their latest news of features and capabilities that the platform has, like uh, transcription viewing for seamless production, so you can actually see that that transcription plus the addition of comments now from Twitter X as well. So that is also being fed into the system now, as well as uh, live streaming to Instagram. Though I think that's a that's a capability that's still evolving and in, in, in developing here, but it's it's kind of a sign of kind of what's happening with this live streaming and and this merger between podcasting, live streaming, and that's part of also what what I wanted to talk with you about here, Dave. Too is kind of how you're seeing that kind of situation evolve, right? Um, it does seem like content creators are under a tremendous amount of kind of pressure and time pressure to do everything, be a super person, uh, be on every platform, do everything. <laughs> I know I'm challenged with it too right now. It's, plus trying to integrate these new tools, these AI tools. Um, you know, I think, I mean, what's your advice on this um, now? I mean, I think that there is some advantages to creating content more frequently um, and also just being on a lot of these platforms, but is it, is it really necessary and is it really possible? Yeah, I think that's the key. I, I think a lot of it comes down to there's a, a point you go to where you start to lose your sanity because you, you can fall into that Gary Vaynerchuk where like, hey, if you know, stay up till four in the morning and do it. If you can't do that, then you don't want it bad enough. And, you know, that whole just push it. Push, and that's just not I, I disagree with that because you will. And I mean, your body can only take so much that whole like I'll sleep when I'm dead. Well, that can be arranged, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> and that may happen sooner than you think if you yeah. do so, too much, right? Yeah. And I see people that want to be everywhere. Like, I'm not really, I have a TikTok account. I haven't been over there in months. I haven't posted anything over there in months. And, and you know, are, does that mean there aren't any podcasters over there or, or local podcasters? No, it just means I can't, I'm either going to need to hire somebody to do some of this promotion or I'm just not going to be there. So I, for me, I primarily... Uh, focus on Facebook. I've been doing a little bit more on Reddit the last couple months. Uh, and, you know, I just kind of go and where I see engagement, that's where I go and I'll, I'll try something out. But I, I feel bad for the person that doesn't jump into the pool at all because they're like, well, I don't really want to be on video and I, I can't do this and I can't be all the, well, okay, we'll do what you can. I mean, for years I was just doing an audio podcast and that was fine. And, and, you know, I didn't, there weren't all these social channels. You kind of just do what you can. And where that, in some cases, guilt or, or the pressure is where you're comparing yourself to others. And sometimes what you don't know is you're comparing yourself to somebody who is, you know, if this was a, a game of golf, they're hitting on a completely different set of tees. They're, they've got a, a team. They don't have a, you know, maybe you have a, a spouse and three kids and, 
soccer practice and there's some young person that's single and doing whatever they want. So that's where you really just have to focus on your audience, find out what they want and, and give it to them. I know in 2024, I'm going to be doing a lot more with shorts and mm. to promote long form stuff. I know we've all played with audiograms and I've, I've heard kind of the same kind of meh when it comes to audiograms, because you're trying to uh, primarily on social, the, the problem is you have to stop the scroll. They're all scrolling through and seeing what's going on. And so the little squiggly line was working for a while, but I'm not sure it works as much as we wanted to. And I've just started paying attention to what, what grabs my attention. And as much as I go, don't click on it. The minute I go into YouTube shorts, I sneeze away about a half hour. And I've noticed there've been a few people that I've now started actually following their channel on YouTube for their long form stuff because mm-hmm. of the shorts. And I was like, all right, well that's worked. It worked on me. Maybe it'll work on, on that. And the, the hard part I think is if you have a YouTube channel and the goal is to get people to listen to your audio stuff, I think that's a pretty, that, that's a pretty big uh, hole that you have to jump from video to audio. Uh, I just read the, report from sounds profitable kind of saying that people do people do that but maybe not as many as you you want and i was like okay so yeah i thought it was really interesting that sounds profitable study uh it, it basically was saying that your your video audience and your audio audience are essentially the same audience right i kind of wonder though if you look at this from the perspective of of um of what platform, uh, regardless of whether it's audio or video, I do think that the demographics of certain platforms are in the consumers of content there are slightly different, right? So we've always said that the, the users of Spotify tend to be a little bit younger um, than the users of, let's say Apple podcasts. If you're talking about audio stuff now, most people don't even know that, that um, video is available in the Apple podcast app, right? So You know, if you think back, like to the early days when we started, um, video podcasting was huge. You know, oh so, man, Ask a Ninja, I love that show. Ask Ask a Ninja, and and both of us didn't do much with video. I mean, no. I, I wasn't involved in video, but I was just doing radio stuff. But you know, like like uh, Loria though, who was no. on the show with Geek Brief, you know, which I played a clip from Geek Brief on on the show last nice. week, and and it was you know it was really indicative of of what that era was about back then. You know, the Ask a Ninja podcast, it was basically a ninja. It was a guy playing a ninja who was, was, it was really tight cut, which we still see to some degree. And today is the tight cutting. They're probably using a descript tool or something like that to cut the video. But, (laughs) but back then it was hand cut, right? I mean, people were in the, the editing tools, cutting it up like that. And I know that the guys that created that show did that. And I think it's just an interesting time around this, you know, reconvergence, mm-hmm. I think to some degree of audio and, and video together. And I think that's the key right there is what you said, Dave, is the shorts. I, I think that uh, if we can exploit that and utilize that, that may help us on the long form content. But it's it, it's amazing to me the growth that we're seeing in short form and long form at the same time. So and why don't you share, me, share with me a little bit in, in, in the audience too, what, what your thought is about this expansion of short and long at the same time that's happening right now. Yeah. A lot of it is people will take their long form and they'll go and look for that, you know, 58 seconds of, of gold to, to break into a short. And I get that strategy. It makes sense. I know in shorts, 
you can go in and say this short is uh, like basically pointed at the long form. I didn't know that. Um, Chris over at castahead.net uh, mentioned that to me. And I was like, I did not know that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but the other thing that I, I, I think sometimes we want to make it too complicated because we do have one of these. Like I need to buy a camera and then like, no, you have one right here. And so many times I see people and they, they'll spend, you know, 35 minutes looking for that golden nugget when you could really just pick up your phone, hit record and go on today's show. I interviewed so-and-so and wait till you hear what they found out about doing such and such and post it. I, I know I fall victim to that where I always try to like, well, it's got to look this way and I, I got to have the blurry background and I got to, you know, yeah. and we just make it way more complicated than it needs to. But it just seems like, now, the other thing we should probably say, it's not a 10,000 download, 10,000 view switch, uh, but it does seem that I'm I'm hearing more traction uh, when I go to yeah, different conferences. It it's right. like, it seems like, no, use shorts to promote the long form stuff. And then the long form stuff can promote whatever the heck you're promoting, whether it's to get advertising or to promote your own products and services or whatever. But I was like, okay, I need to, to get on that. So I've already... Um, I've taken a class on using a stream deck a little more so I can actually, you know, be my own team member and make my lower thirds come up and things like that. And then um, I bought a teleprompter, which I'm using right now, uh, so I can, and I'm not going to read it. I'm not so much a fan of reading a text as it goes by and I am trying to not sound monotone as I'm reading. So I'm using it to hopefully just have some bullet points to keep me in line with what I'm doing. And so I'll be able to basically sit down and it's, it's always, they don't have uh, teeter totters anymore, but I always say more planning equals less editing and less planning equals more editing. And so I'm like, I, it's going to take a little more upfront time to get things set. But once it's set, I should be able to hit record, hit a couple buttons on a stream deck and record it and upload it to YouTube. Yeah. I think that the shorts, um, strategy advice is kind of new. Uh, I, I remember many years when shorts were just getting started, people would say, well, you have to think about shorts as kind of like standalone content because there's not a lot of crossover between long and short. But as we've seen the popularity of long form content and the popularity of short form content, um, it feels like it, there is an opportunity there. And I don't know if, if it's because somewhat of the AI tools that are out there now that allow you to work more easily, you know, take like a video like we're doing right now and create a vertical video that has like a transcription layer yeah. on the top of it that makes it uh, more consumable on a mobile device, which people oftentimes play in mute mode. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it, it's going to be interesting because I don't think there's ever been like that one, like just do this and it will grow. So I think it'll be another uh, kind of pen in your, your, you know, coffee cup here to play with. Right. That you, you'll have social, you'll have your newsletter, you'll have your podcast, and then you'll have your YouTube. And all of those will point at whatever your, your why is, whether that's, again, you know, advertising or products yeah. or just trying to be position yourself as a thought leader or whatever it is. So, and hello, April. I see your, your comment yes. down there. Yeah, I was going to comment on April here and her comment about Blab. <laughs> you remember Blab? I remember Blab because I remember I interviewed them. I said, how can you be doing streaming video for free? And they yeah. were they were like monetization, monetization. Like we, right. they had sold some big company and they got a big payout. And they're like, we got plenty of runway. And then the next thing you know, they're like, and we're out of here. See ya. 
So yeah, and I still hear people talking about Blab, you know, and and because it was so impactful at the time, it, it was really kind of ahead of its time. Um, yeah, in some ways, because of the ability, like uh, w- within within Streamyard here, it's it's the ability to have an interactive type of experience, and and, and Blab was enabling that back yeah. back in those days, and there really wasn't much other opportunities to do that. No, I, mean, I had a great time on Blab. <laughs> uh, it was we had so much fun and. I remember there were people that would just literally just start it up and just leave it on. Yeah. And I remember we were doing Ask the Podcast Coach. We had started off, Ask the Podcast Coach was never supposed to be a real show. I, I started it to play with uh, Blog Talk Radio. And once I determined that I did not want to use Blog Talk Radio, then we moved to, I think it was Blab, and somewhere in there it was Google, yeah. whatever it was, and, and a bunch of other ones. But Blab was so just crazy because every week if not every hour, they were adding new features. And uh, I remember we'd be live and people would come into our show. They thought we were blab tech support. We're like, no, <laughs> do, you, do you have a podcast question? Right. And uh, it was uh, kind of crazy. So yeah, live's always fun. It's a, it's a different beast. I am crazy enough to where I make my, like, if you want to jump into the video, I can act, you can actually do that. Most people don't do that to just, here's the general public. Anything can happen. And I've only had one situation where a guy came in and the minute we brought him on screen, he threw a bunch of porn on, on the screen oh, no. and I was like, and you're gone. So, but that's after doing that for almost probably 10 years now. And it's, it's been a, the thing I love about live, what happens to me is I'm just taking questions and I'm, I love the fact that you get instant feedback and there have been many topics that I do on the school of podcasting that were birthed with a live audience. And somebody said, well, what about this and that? And we start to have a conversation. I was like, all right, I need to do a deep dive into this. This is a pretty cool topic. So that's the the biggest thing I love about it is that if you, if you do it on a regular schedule, like I know Rob, you're every Thursday. And yep. by doing that, you become part of people's routine. And so I have probably the same, I don't know, 30 people every Saturday showing up and it's almost, uh, like our own little family and you're checking in and there's coach Dave and Chris and everybody else is there. So it's uh life's a lot of fun. It's, you know, if you're letting people in, uh, Valerie Geller has a great book called beyond powerful radio. And she's got yeah. a whole chapter on there about live stuff. You have to, if you're going to let people in, you have to be comfortable with kicking them out. And you'll hear this a lot on sports radio where they'll be like, yeah, I just want to call in. I think the quarterback is trash. We should bench him. And then the host will be like, yeah, it's his blah, blah, blah. And he'll comment and he'll be like, what else you got? And he's like, I think we should bench the quarterback. He's all, he's awful. And I'm like, okay, that guy's got one thing. So you need art. Right, thanks for the call. And you move on. So it's yeah. uh live's always a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it is. And it, and it's gotten so much better now too. And I, th- yeah. as you look at all sorts of different platforms, but, but StreamYard is certainly one that's, um, that's really pushing the envelope on capabilities now with transcription and, and all these overlays and trying to integrate all the comments. You know, I know that, that that's a big project inside of the podcasting 2.0 initiative, which I, which I'm sure you're supportive of because I yeah. am as well. It's just trying to get traction with that, with all the hosts and all the shows. It's a, you know, as with a lot of things in podcasting, it takes a long time to get traction <laughs> with, yeah. with things. It takes, just takes time. And it's, and it's very incremental as we both know, seeing podcasting grow over the years uh, hasn't been a hockey stick type of scenario. It's been like two to 4% audience growth every year for the last 
20 years, right? Yeah. And we eventually got there. <laughs> yeah. Well, there whatever was, got there is, but there was yeah. one hockey stick and only one. And that was when Apple announced that they were going to move podcasting Correct. into Apple. Yeah. And all of a sudden my numbers went, whew, and I was like, Oh, but that's yeah. the only one I've seen. And you're right. It has, somebody asked me today, they were like, Hey, I'm making, I want to make kind of a plan for 2024. Like, and I want to grow the show. And I'm like, well, just realize that podcasting in general grows anywhere from two to maybe i think one year we hit seven percent i know yeah i think that was the peak <laughs> yeah I, I think it's normally like you know four or five percent maybe three right. yeah. so i'm like so but if you're as you get bigger three percent of 50 isn't that much but when you get three percent of 500 or a thousand or however many downloads you are you're like that's still a pretty decent uh you know uh jump so I was uh, I jumped down the rabbit hole and looked at my stats for 2023, and I went into Apple. And what was really interesting is that you can do a trend line, and I said, "Show me trends on followers." And this yeah. is something that I'm going to be probably talking about in the future. I saw where I was I had gained you know X amount of followers, but what was interesting is that gain was a much smaller percentage because it also showed how many you lost, and so you you kind of have this. Um, you can't please everybody yeah. kind of situation where I call it the ACDC effect, uh, the band, because if you listen to any ACDC album, it sounds exactly like an ACDC album. They don't, they do not stray from their format. And so some people will love them because they, they're safe. I know exactly what I'm going to get. And then other people are like, I can't listen to another ACDC album. They never change. And so right, right. You, you can't win. You change, you, you make people upset. You stay the same. You make people upset. So uh, that's something I'm going to be probably watching a little more closely is, is A, my average consumption rate, and then B, how many people am I losing or how many people are am I gaining? So net subscribers yeah, so you, or followers. Dave, are you optimistic that we're going to see more music in podcasting? Do you, do you, do you think, you know, I know Dave, um, Adam Curry is playing around with some value for value models around music and stuff like that. But I, I was just curious if you, I mean, it's, it's a perfect convergence for you because of, your yeah. background and playing in bands and things like that. Right? Yeah, I'm. I miss the days. Uh, Rob will remember there was a thing called the Podsafe Music Network, right. and musicians could upload their stuff for free. And there was only one stipulation that you had. I think you had to say this music was courtesy of the Podsafe Music Network. You didn't even really have to mention the musician, just the network. Yeah. And it was awesome. Now the good news was there was tons of music. The bad news was not all of it was really good. Uh, but you were able to, I mean, there were people that were doing hyper niche, like electric blues, you know, boogaloo or something show. So I would love to see it come back. Uh, that went away with Mevio cause that was a Mevio product. And when Mevio, oh. uh, you know, waved the white flag after burning 36 million, uh, so did that. And so I would love to see it come back. I, I know that again is part of that podcasting 2.0 initiative where they now have the ability you can actually, in an app, if you're using one of the new podcast apps at newpodcastapps.com, if you're giving people X amount of of money, you're streaming it through Bitcoin, mm -hmm. that it will actually switch and go to the artist while that song is on. I'm like, that's that's one of those things. It's it's so nerdy. And so it's like it's just like a bunch of nerds got in a room like, wouldn't it be cool if we could do that? And then they right. did it, which right. is amazing. So, yeah, I'd love to see that come back. I I hope. You know, podcasting 2.0 is another one that is moving slowly, Absolutely. you know, like everything you know, really yeah. in podcasting has always been that way. Yeah. But I, yeah. I wanted to mention a couple of comments, you know, Dave, David here, um, 
says he needs a little help with his podcast. So I, you know, David, post your your yes. um, challenge in the <laughs> in the comments here, and we'll see if we can address it at some point in the show. And then, and then we we also had uh, uh, Jab on Auntie um, has a has a question. She, you know, loves Streamyard for my podcast, but has a lot of echo and a lot of feedback. Why I'm I, I'm trying to figure that out why the, the, there can be a lot of reasons of multiple microphones being enabled on things like that or or the room that you're recording in can yeah and headphones too. make sure you have headphones on because right. yeah cause you're playing through a speaker or something like that it can feedback into your microphone right yeah yeah you know, like i've got in-ear um stuff so you don't I, have to wear i, the big I haven't i haven't put mine in yet but santa just brought me some so that'll be <laughs> yeah because if you wear the in-ear stuff and it the, the actual wire goes over your ear and then down yeah. your back so you don't actually see it so i i do still use these these um i i should probably point to my yeah i was gonna say we can't see you uh, that's true it's hard to keep up with it, it everything but uh it's um you know i yeah. i use a lot of this stuff too um, mm-hmm. so if you can see that the old wired earbud and then I see your in-ears there, so. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, let's, uh, and then uh, let's see here. We, we we have another question as well. And, okay, it says, uh, Dave, having um, done podcast coaching for 18 years, how do you keep it fresh for, for you, um, you know, covering podcasting? It's, it, it, I mean, it, it's something I think about a lot too is, how do we keep it fresh for us? I mean, we've been doing it for so long, um, but I know that you're always experimenting and you're always trying new things all the time. Yeah, I, I do that. And like a, a real common topic is imposter syndrome. And right. so I've covered it probably two or three times. And what I try to do is come up with a new angle. So the last time I talked about imposter syndrome, I did research and I found people like Tom Hanks, Meryl Streep, Garth Brooks, uh, Brian May, the guitar player from Queen, all suffer from imposter syndrome. So it was, I called it the imposter syndrome, the celebrity edition. And I was just pointing out that, hey, look, everybody has this whole why would anybody listen to me kind of thing going on. So I try to find new angles. Sometimes I'll go back. And I know I've talked about podcast networks a couple times. And so the first time I was kind of my take on it. And then the last time I did it, I interviewed like five people who had podcast networks. And it was kind of funny because I'd be like, well, what's the advice to somebody who's thinking of starting one? And every single person said, don't. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, right. it's a lot of work. Um, oh, it is a lot of work. I mean, really, it's safe to say everything in podcasting is a lot of work. Yeah. Um, I think and, the hope was is that the AI tools were going to make things simpler, but I'm not sure that that's really succeeded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you on that. It's They get you 80% of the way there, but that right. still means you got to spend 20% uh, doing that. And I just the other one I think that keeps me going is just, again, my background's in teaching. I love to help people. So when I have that person that calls up and says, hey, I want to start a podcast, but there's no way I can do a podcast because I hate technology. And I'm like, all right, challenge accepted. Here we go. And I walk them through my program. We figure out why you're doing it and who it's for and all that whole nine yards. And I remember um, there was a woman named Rice, uh, Marcy Rosenbaum. She was in Florida. And she called me up and basically said that. And she called me up crying and I go, what's, what's going on? I thought somebody died. 
And she goes, I'm in Apple. I can't believe it. I'm in Apple. You know, and I was like, yeah, I, I, we did it yesterday. Then Tears so, of joy. Is that what that was? Yeah, it really was. Because yeah. she yeah. she called me up. She goes, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. I just, technology and me are not friends. And I'm like, ah, we'll, we'll figure it out. So that kind of stuff puts a huge amount of, of you know, gas in my tank. So, and I just love people seeing, you know, I remember, um, I think it's Tales from the Cockpit uh, came to me. And here's a guy that's a pilot, flew in like Afghanistan. So he's, he's seen some pretty scary stuff. Uh, he's a keynote speaker and he's an author. And I'm like, well, we got content and we got courage. Like, what is stopping you from from launching your podcast? And I, I said, is it just like fear of looking stupid? And I said, because that's usually a pretty big one. He goes, you know, I think it is. It's my military background. I don't want to look stupid. And I said, well, do you trust me? And he said, yeah. And I go, okay, go record your first episode and I'll let you know if you sound stupid or not. And so he <laughs> so he had scripted it. And I said, you know, this is a great story. I said, but it it really sounds like you're reading it. I said, can you kind of you know, it's, it's your first stab at this. You know, I go, go back and see if you can kind of add a little voice inflection. And, you know, I said, you might want to rewrite it, write it the way you talk, not don't worry about grammar. And, you know, does that semicolon? I'm like, just write it the way you talk. So he sent it back and I was like, man, this is almost perfect. I go, this is so much better than the first one. I said, I think you can actually put this one out. I go, look, it's your first episode. It's not that bad. And he said, hold on. And he, you know, goes back 20 minutes later, I've got this episode. I go, this is absolutely perfect. I said, I can't tell you're reading this at all. And he said, it's because I'm not. And he's like, I know the story now. And I'm like, well, maybe that's your workflow. And so he's having a blast. He uh, he has a business that he's promoting with his podcast, but I think he's getting more enjoyment out of just talking to other pilots because you remember the old KM27XYZ thing. You know, they're like, oh man, the XYZ thing. And they're, they're all remember, remember back in the day, you know, so they're having a blast. And I think that's almost as much of a payment as his, and he's actually got a boost to his business. He makes these, these big wall. Um, remember when they used to make life-size uh, athletes, you could like stick on your wall. I forget what the name of them were, but he basically, he basically makes those for planes and people will send him a picture of their plane and he'll turn into this thing that you stick to the wall. So he's having a blast. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's amazing. It, and the comments keep coming in and thank you so much. And if you want to enter the um, giveaway at the end of the program for a StreamYard mug and a, and a hoodie sweatshirt, uh, type uh, hashtag the yard into the comment field and it will automatically add you to the giveaway. So kind of a cool tool that the StreamYard organization made to enable giveaways. So it's, it's, uh, it's fun. And at the end of the program, if you win, which I will show it on the screen, then you just need to send me an email with your, um, your address so I can send you the, um, the swag as they say. Yeah. <laughs> so it's awesome. So, you know, David, I, you know, the whole podcast space is, is constantly trying to, adjust to to new technologies and and as we kind of look to the future here uh, as we look to 2024 i know we're coming into kind of like a very it feels like in a way a very tumultuous time uh from us from a societal perspective there's a lot of a lot of things going on there's a lot of changes happening but in some ways if you think about podcasting it's things aren't changing um that fast, but what, what do you think the evolution of this? And that's, that's one thing I like to portray here is that podcasting is an evolution. It's not a revolution. 
though when it started, if you talk to Adam Curry, oh. it was a revolution, right? In the very beginning of podcasting, but it's subsequently been kind of an evolution. But what do you think 2024 is going to bring for us to podcasting? Do you think it's going to become a little more indie? Do you think we're going to go back to corporate dominance of the podcasting or do you, well, I mean, what's the it, balance here? Yeah. One of the things I, I hated to hear were there's some really good shows that were getting canceled and right. it's kind of sounding like the, the record industry. They don't, they like, they want people to do music that we know is going to sell. And so there's not a lot of experimentation with that. And so I'm kind of like, mm, that's kind of a bummer. Cause that's the joy of podcasting. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So there's that aspect. The other thing I think it's going to be interesting isn't 2024, it's 2025, because uh-huh. here's, here's why. Because if we, and, and Rob, feel free to correct me if I, got, if I get this wrong, but let's say, you know, there are X amount of podcasts now that have um, the technology to do dynamic ads. Okay. Right. And, and there's this many people that are ready, you know, X amount of sponsors. Well, if the number of ad slots goes up, if I'm wrong, the price is going to go down because I I've got more, you know, there's, there's, uh, yeah, there's more inventory, right? Yeah. So there's more to sell, more to offer to advertisers and yeah. they're going to get a better deal. Right. So in 2024, what do we got coming up? An election. <laughs> and so that's going to keep that going, right? That's going to, we're probably going to have plenty of ads to fill those slots for those people that want to take, you know, political ads that's really not going to cause that issue where the price is going to, you know, people talk about the race to the bottom, but I'm going to be interested to see what happens in 2025 with that. Cause when the political ads go away and we're going to have even more inventory available, what's going to happen to the price of advertising. And that's where, you know, I always tell people, you know, hold your ground, realize you have a, if you have a niche audience, it's worth the money you're charging. And so I'm worried that if, you know, you go, no, no, I need at least X amount of money per episode or per CPM or however you're selling it. And they go, yeah, that's all right. Cause you know, Rob will give it to me for a song and a dance. So here you go, Rob, take my money. And that's going to cause the, the race to the bottom. But yeah, I, I think some of the big shows may not be as experimental. I'm really going to be interested in seeing where these shows that were really good mm-hmm. go, because I think they're probably going to carry on and find a way to maybe do it on a, a little smaller scale. So the budget isn't quite so through the roof. So I'll be interested to see, see that. And I also think I'm seeing more companies create dynamic content, not for dynamic ads, but so that that entrepreneur who wants to promote their upcoming webinar Mm -hmm. and so they can promote their own stuff. I think that's going to also going to come into play a little more because as much as ads are, you know, there are people that, you know, there are advertisers looking for people. There's some people like, I'd rather promote my own stuff than, you know, another ad for progressive insurance or something like that. Yeah. I do kind of think that um, there could be a little bit more of an emphasis on the part of the bigger shows um, to, to do more. Right. And, and I think it, as we see these platforms develop, you know, those big shows that have bigger budgets and bigger teams around them will be able to take advantage of these strategies that we're talking about that, that may be able to help propel them forward. Um, but I think it's really the challenge of all creators to figure out a balance here and figure out a way that they can take advantage of these growth capabilities that are inherent in the, the various ways that we can, 
publish content now and grow an audience and and think about demographics, think about targeting of the content that we have. And also, like you've always said, um, Dave, around um, making content that's entertaining, fun. Yeah. Um, and and that, that's not always easy and not everybody has that capability. I, I don't know. Once you talk about that, is there a way that somebody can 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 develop their personality to be a little more fun and tell jokes and stuff? Well, if it comes natural to you, uh, I am just, for whatever reason, I was raised by a mother who was the queen of puns and just was always had me laughing. So that, right. that kind of influenced me. Uh, but if you're not, if that doesn't come natural to you, you know, I guess you could learn it. I mean, there are books on how to write jokes and things like that. I just always <laughs> say, wait, like, the way I'm talking right now is fairly normal, but I think once the microphones and the lights go off, I'm going to come down just a notch. I always try oh, to say, yeah. add, add, like, you don't have to be annoying sports guy that, holy cow, I really, you don't have to be that guy. But it is a little bit of a performance. So so yeah. there's that. The other thing, as we talk about the future, I listened to Travis Kelsey and his brother, the the New Heights podcast, because, of course, he's dating Taylor Swift. So why wouldn't I want to listen to that? But both of them are professional football players, and both of them lost. And I heard people say, that's a pretty good show. And so I listened to it for five minutes. And they never got to the content. The A, kudos to them. What what happens when you date Taylor Swift? You get Coke as a sponsor. And I was like, Coca-Cola is sponsoring a <laughs> podcast? So that's part of it. Then they talked about some uh, special jackets that were uh, going to be issued. They spent a lot of time, really boring time talking about that. And then they had another like Lunchables or some sort of food mm-hmm. sponsor. It was just sponsor after sponsor after sponsor. And I was like, yeah, I'm bored. Now, I, I get it. If I wasn't listening to it, from kind of like, let's review this. I would have just skipped all that stuff. Right. But that's sometimes I worry that people, they listen to their celebrity people and then they try to do the same format. I'm like, no, no, celebrities kind of get a little more of a, a leeway a on the, yeah, a little right. more of a pass. Um, I was listening today to um, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend and he was interviewing Rob Reiner and another old comedian that I can't remember. And they were just, having a conversation and it was funny. It was entertaining. They were talking about the good old days on Johnny Carson and stuff. But you know, if you try to do that with your friends, your friends don't have stories about behind the scenes of Johnny Carson. So it may not be quite as entertaining as that. So sometimes uh, I hear a lot of, uh, you know, um, just chit chat. And I think, you know, uh, celebrities can get away with that more than, you know, if if I had my best friend on and we started talking about guitars and, you know, all sorts of inside jokes, it'd be like, we think we're funny because we right. get the joke. Um, so that's another thing you have to, to keep in mind. And um, if you're looking yeah, well, for what's a, the value to the to the viewer or the listener. That's it. Right. And yeah. And are they coming along with your story or can they associate with it? Can they connect with it? And and Johnny has a good uh, point here. You know, he's on every platform and I'm constantly posting and creating content. It could be a very, it can be stressful. And I would tend to agree with that. Um, if you're putting that kind of pressure on, on, on yourself and it, it just depends. I mean, we, we all have limitations on yeah. how much we can actually do without, you know, putting ourselves in the hospital. So, you know, I mean, not that that's going to happen here, but it's just a matter of, um, you know, I know when I do this show, there's a lot of preparation for it. There's a lot of 
thinking that I do about the format and, and keeping up with the interactivity of it. And it's very, uh, it's fun to do and I, I enjoy it. And after eight episodes, it's definitely gotten a lot easier. And that's, that's actually a, you know, a good point too to make here too, is that it does get easier the more you do it. And I don't know if you could talk about that, Dave. Yeah. One of the things I do is in the past I've used Evernote because it's on everything I own. It's on my computers, it's on my phone, it's on my tablet. And because you always get the best ideas when you're nowhere near anything to write it down and you always go, I'll remember it later. And trust me, you don't. Mm -hmm. So um, I write a lot of stuff down in Evernote. I've kind of been switching to Apple, just good old fashioned notes because uh, Evernote's kind of made almost, you can upload PDFs and all sorts of files. I'm like, no, I just need to write down a note is really all I need. And so I always do that now, and I you, you kind of, after a while, get used to hearing that little voice in your head or something that goes, ooh, that'd be a good idea, that I just write it down. Because when you don't, what happens are those times when you're like, man, I've I've already published last week's episode, and I got a new episode coming out in six days, and I just got nothing. That's where I go to my Evernote and go, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about this, you know, uh, yeah. and I'll see these ideas. So sometimes that can take the the stress out of it. Yeah, I also want to mention uh, Johnny here posted another question. I have a podcast, um, the the audio from all of my video talk shows, and now I'll post the video to Spotify. And so Johnny raises a very interesting question here: is is the is the the diversity of distribution options um, that are out there right now. I know that the sounds profitable research came up showing that the number one place that people are finding video podcasts now, or thinking that they're seeing video podcasts are YouTube and then um, Spotify and then Apple podcasts, which I thought was an interesting evolution here of this. And that, that doesn't take into account live like we're doing here, but this is an on-demand show and it will be out as a podcast eventually. But but what do you think about Spotify on the video side? So, you know, if you think about what's happened with uh, Joe Rogan, right. he basically shifted everything over to over to Spotify, and, but yet everybody thinks he's still a podcast. Um, I mean, it's, what's your thought on that? Yeah, I was surprised because in that sounds profitable, like there are people still watching Joe Rogan on YouTube. I'm like, I thought he was exclusive to Spotify. So I think people are, taking his Spotify show and, you know, chopping it into chunks. Yeah. I think he's still putting out segments from, from his show on Spotify over on YouTube to gather, you know, new audience. Yeah. So with Spotify, I always say there's an asterisk. Uh, And so for example, they said, you can now play music in your podcast. That was the headline asterisk. As long as we approve every episode, which they did, I, I did like three episodes of a show. Oh, by the way, it's only people that are listening on the app. Oh, and, and by the way, it's only those people listening on an app that are paying for Spotify. So that's a little different than, hey, everybody, you can play music in your podcast. Right. Right. And so with the video end, they're like, hey, you can do video podcasts now. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Well, I uploaded Ask the Podcast Coach, and then I put in, in parentheses video on Spotify because what I found out was when you upload a video to Spotify, because, you know, hey, you can do a video podcast, asterisk, that only goes to Spotify. The right. audio, if you try to take the RSS feed from Spotify and put it into Apple and all the other places, they're only sending the audio 
to that. And that's when I was like, ah, oh, there's the old Spotify asterisk. So I have about nine episodes on Spotify. I've not promoted it. Granted, it's a niche show. It's a podcast about podcasting. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you, I have, I do not have double digits. Oh. And, and almost all of those are probably me making sure it works. <laughs> so, and I just, I kind of scratch my head on both these. I don't understand why Spotify which I love as a music platform. Every Monday I come in, it's got a new playlist for me. I yeah. love it as a music platform. It's trying to get me to watch stuff. Meanwhile, YouTube, where I love to watch stuff every day on my lunch, is trying to get me to listen stuff. I'm like, just embrace your strengths, kids. Quit trying to be everything to everyone. Right, so, right. you know, now that's a podcast about podcasting. There may be other people that are having much more success. It's free, you know, but I'm like, I, yeah. for me, if I have a video, it's going on YouTube, and if I have time, I'll throw it on Spotify. Yeah, and Rick uh, Savoya has an interesting comment here too. Is that you know he's been around podcasting for a long time yeah. too, and you know I think it's a good point that in the early days of podcasting, it was expensive to oh, yeah. um, post a video episode to an RSS feed because you would have to be paying either for the bandwidth and there's really only three platforms right now that I know of that actually support video podcasting as far as publishing side. It's Lipson, Podbean and Blueberry. Yeah. And then and, there's, um, if you go to podcast411.com, uh, Rob has a great article there, Rob Walsh on what apps actually support it. Cause some of them will show the video. Some of them will just play the audio and then others will just go, I don't know what to do with it. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's possible to create a separate RSS feed, just to let everybody know, um, and put that out uh, with a video file linked in the RSS feed. There's a lot of talk about what they call alternate enclosures, which is part of the Podcasting 2.0 project um, that would enable you to post a audio episode and a video episode to the same item in your RSS feed. It's just the, the problem is right now is not, I, I don't believe there's maybe like maybe one or two apps that would even support that distribution yeah, method, it. but it's, it's, it's something that we could do. Right. And that's, I keep pushing Todd Cochran from blueberry. Cause I do a show with him every week that, uh, why don't you do the alternate enclosure tag as well? And we can push the apps to support, you know, the option in these podcast apps to watch the video or play the audio, you know, yeah. give people the choice. Right. And that's, that's what I'm hoping we can get to, but the problem is it gets back to costs of hosting. Yeah. And I was kind of hoping the the podcast standards project was going to do a little more this year. And I realized that's kind of like herding cats in a way. You got, you know, a bunch of people from a bunch of uh, companies and, and some have more tech debt than others. Um, but I was hoping they would be like, hey, let's all agree on this feature from podcasting right. 2.0. Let's all roll it out. And then all the apps would go, oh, good. There's a new feature that all these people are using. Let's put put it into the app, and that just hasn't really happened. You've had people like like Todd over at Blueberry has jumped into the deep end of the <laughs> podcasting 2.0 features, and so has Captivate and Buzzsprout has done some stuff. I know Lipson's going to look at it in 2024, uh, but in the end, the apps aren't really because again, all those it requires you know a developing time to to make it happen into the apps, and then you've got people like uh, I know he's rebranding, but uh, Podfans is going to be. I think yeah. it's true fans and true that, fans is the new, new domain. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so he's embracing all that stuff. So, you know, eventually if we can all kind of get on the same page, we can have a really great experience for 
you know, the users. So Rob, do you take this show and put it as a video on Spotify or are you just going to YouTube? It's just going to YouTube right, right now, but I, I plan on putting out all the episodes as a video podcast too. So yeah. that's, that's kind of coming, but, um, beauty bubble also posted, Oh, oh wow. What, uh, what, what a great showing to have, uh, both of us, Dave and I on the same show together. We, we, Dave and I have done many shows together over the years, but, uh, uh, it, I just appreciate it and, and, and thank you, Beauty Bubble, for your comment and Dave being here. So yeah, I'm just re- really appreciative. You know, there's so much insight that can be garnered from Dave here. He's just got so much experience in it. And I think be- between the two of us, we, we can really kind of shed some, some yeah. reality to, to people out there that are trying to navigate these waters that are very complicated now. Um, yeah. And I see Johnny there is, is posting shorts every day. One thing you also want to do is, and this is where, this is one of the hardest things, especially if you're new, you know, when you first start out, it might take you 10, 15 hours to do one episode. And I get it. I I did a video this year for the school of podcasting. It's kind of a sales video. And it was just one of those where I just wanted, I, I didn't want to edit anymore. I was tired of it. And people kept giving me ideas and they were really good ideas, but there was a part of me, I just wanted to go like, here, just, just get this off my plate. And I get that. But in the end, when I put in those ideas, it it came out much better. And I think a lot of times, because we want that first episode, just get it out there. What you need to do is get somebody who will tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. And not that your show is horrible, but there might be something that you're not seeing. I I was working with somebody last night and they didn't realize it, that they were talking about, do you really need that passion to be a successful entrepreneur? And the first person kind of was like, well, we ask kids that in the eighth grade, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the second person kind of said, me too. I think that's too soon. And then the third person kind of said, yeah, that's a little young. We don't really know. A lot of times we fall into what we're going to do. Yeah. And this was about 10 minutes. And I was like, ladies, I don't know if you know this, but you hit one point for 10 minutes. I go, why not get that other line going? You know, like, well, yeah, sometimes we do that. I don't really think you need that passion you could do this. I said, get both sides going. And then the, it's the audience has the joy of going, yeah, I agree with Susan. And then you go, you know what? Nope. I, I think Dan's got a point and that's the fun part of that. And so, and stuff like that, you just don't pick up because you're too close to the fence. So sometimes we try to promote things that aren't quite, you know, they could be Mm -hmm. like my show can always be better. And so anytime I get, uh, feedback from somebody i'm always like okay first of all is that person my target audience and if so i'll listen to them and then it's like hmm, could i implement this and still get my why so it's uh I, I see a lot of people really really promoting and i'm like have you like ron howard the famous you know director in hollywood he still sits in a theater with an audience before it goes you know public because yeah. he knows when they're supposed to laugh and when they're supposed to cry right. and things like that. And if they're laughing when they're supposed to be crying, he's like, okay, it's time to go back to the editing room. So we got to change something. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Chris has a good point here too. It says, uh, um, more planning, less editing. Um, there's something to be said for that, but if you're doing live shows, it's kind of hard to do yeah. that to some degree, but, uh, especially if it's a pre-produced program, uh, pre-recorded, uh, type program, I think more planning does make a big difference. Um, but on live shows, it's it's a little different, right? I mean, so Dave, how do you prepare for for a live show? I mean, what's the level of detail that, that you get into on that? Yeah, I usually start 
I, I kind of do it all week, but really Friday night, I'll spend about an hour and a half because I always assume nobody's going to show up. I mean, my show is supposed to be kind of a call-in back mm-hmm. in the days when people, but it's, it's not call-in. In this point, it's, it's chat-in mainly. And so I'm always prepared in the event nobody has any questions because otherwise ask the podcast coach would be kind of boring. Like, well, no questions. So I guess we'll talk about, you know, whatever, cat videos and French toast recipes. So I always have a backup and it's a matter of, I'll go out and find like 15 questions. And then in Apple notes, you can pin some. So I've got like, okay, here's the five I'm going to start off with. And then inevitably, by the time we get into our second question that I have planned, the chat room is woken up there. A lot of times the chat room is doing their own show. Um, Like, wait, what are they talking about? (laughs) That's kind of what you want too. Yeah. I would, I would love to see all of you guys. Uh, talk to each other more and chat directly. And I do see it occasionally, but but building those connections to people that are here every week, um, I think also gets people coming back every week. Uh, yeah. Because they want to connect with their friends here, people that they, they, they may know that both know about this show and they get something out of it. And then if, if we see the people, just like you were saying earlier, that you've got like a core group of yeah. like 30 people that show up every week, that's almost like a, a foundation for the show to to build on, and it's very powerful. Yeah, it is, and it, it literally is. Dr. I'm sitting here thinking about it. Um, Gagglepod, um, Chris is there. I saw Chris is in the chat room tonight. There's a bunch of people there every Saturday, and that's kind of like it, as much as I just uh, saw a thing with Bill Maher saying how there's like loneliness is a serious problem right now. Right. People feel really. Even after the the you know pandemic, we're still not really hanging out a whole lot, and um, even though we're not physically together, we're still kind of it's the same group, and you get that camaraderie going. Uh, I do a thing every Friday. I call it lunch with Dave for members of the School of Podcasting, and there are many times when we barely talk about podcasting. We're, you know, <laughs> last week we had a whole discussion on beards, you know, and and I, I finally said, anybody got a podcast question? I'm like, just in case you do, let me know. And so, but. I, I've heard people say, I really miss, I, f- I feel awful if I don't make lunch with Dave. And it's just a time to catch up with everybody and see what's going on. And, you know, uh, I know for a while we had a couple people that were working together on a project. So uh, that's really, when you do a live show, you kind of are building your own community, especially if it, if everybody knows it's, you know, Thursday at this time, I got to go talk to Rob and see what's going on in, in the world of Rob. So yeah, it's a, it's a fun way to build that community. Yeah, and I like this comment that the uh, Beauty Bubble made about X made a post, I guess, about StreamYard's comments, you know, being hmm. being enabled in the platform. And I got, I guess, it got like five hundred sixty-one thousand impressions. So, I guess that integration with X is is really you know something that people are interested in. And nice and trying to trying to display that up here is is kind of the next thing that they're going to um, add as well is to be able to show it on the screen here. But, um, but it's, it's, uh, it's interesting how we're coming along with this kind of stuff and it's getting better all the time. It can be a little challenging keeping up with all this stuff. I mean, yeah. if you th- think about, you know, all, all the things that I'm trying to manage <laughs> with this show, but, but, you know, getting to the content getting the audience engagement, getting audience connection is really the uh, power of this. And that, that's what I enjoy so much. You know, I came out of live live radio, and I, I was balancing, you know, the, the the soundboard as well as taking phone calls um, for for many years. So I'm not really unaccustomed to to, to this, but 
Dave, we should probably begin to wrap it up here. I, I should I should give away some of yeah, my say, uh, swag here. It's your last chance so, to type in right. hashtag the yard. Right. And so get a mug sent to you and a uh, StreamYard hoodie. Um, so that's that's what it looks like. And keep warm in the coming winter months here that, that are coming. But I'll, I'll pull it up on the screen. And uh, let's let's pull the ripcord here, Dave, and 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 see if we can give away uh, some merch here. So we're up to fifty entries. It looks like I'll pull it up uh, right now, and everybody can see it. And I want to go in and turn on a, a little bit right. of music here, and nice. uh, so we we can set it up good. But uh, here I'll pull it up here. No. Oh, very cool. Right. I'm going to say right now we have Yvonne's comment on as well. If you want oh, to do, yes, we do. Yeah. As I click through all of the fields here, <laughs> <laughs> where is her comment? Oh, uh, it's, it's somewhere here. Yeah. Uh, all right. I'm not seeing it. So hang on here and see if I can find it. Oh, well, I'm not going to delay everybody on. That's it. We're all anticipating. Do I right. get some? Let's let, let, let's do it, and and Iman will just be on the screen with her comment for, for, for now. So we're up to fifty-one entries. Thank you so much. Uh, and remember, if, when you see your name up here, um, I, I'm going to display my email address, and you need to send me your mailing address so I can get this stuff shipped out to you. I don't know if we're going to make it before Christmas, but that would be a nice thing what, to to do. What, what, what do you think, Dave? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So well, round and round drum and roll. Round it goes. Drum roll. Here we come. Here's the the big winner is Angeline Costolino. Lino? Is that right? Yeah. Congratulations. Constant, yes. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations. Wow. <laughs> uh, so definitely send me an email. I want to hear from you and we will get you that merch out to you as soon as possible um and uh, you can enjoy it for christmas here hopefully but i don't know mail is pretty slow this time of the year so it is yeah so so let's pull it back here and and dave thank you so much oh rob this has been a blast man it's uh like i say it's always fun hanging out with you yeah it's always fun talking about podcasting actually both, both of us have been doing this for you know so many years it's it's uh it's not so good <laughs> but it's always been fun uh and and, yeah. and both of us are going to be at podfest down in orlando coming up at the end of january so if you haven't heard about PodFest, it's at podfestexpo.com. It's a podcasting conference. It's coming up, and StreamYard's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Uh, the Podcast Hall of Fame is going to be there. I'm, I'm working with that as well. Dave is in there. I'm in there. And there's going to be eight new inductees that are coming. And we should see an announcement on that, uh, that event coming up here in the next uh, week and a half or so. Okay, I was going to say, because... I know yeah. two of them, and uh, I'm dying to, to spill the beans, but I'm, you know. Yeah, right. Take a lock. Yeah. They, they, they haven't been officially announced yet, but, uh, but that's all right. And if you want to reach me, I'm actually on X Twitter as well, at Rob Greenlee, and I have a website, robgreenlee.com. And if you want to keep up with Dave, um, really, I think this is great. 
um, Ask the Podcast Coach. And that's every Saturday morning at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. I believe that's 7.30 a.m. Yeah. For early birds on the West Coast. So, Except this week. <laughs> except this week. You're not yeah. doing it this week, but next Saturday. Yeah, we'll be and back. And also, if you want help with your podcast, you know, School of Podcasting, Dave's the Dave's the man over here. I so, try to be the man. Yes. I, 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 you doing? I think you've been very successful at over, over the years, and I thank you so much. So, so thank you out there for watching the show tonight. I certainly appreciate it, and would uh, love to to see you a part of the Streamyard uh, platform team here that are out there changing the world with content. And this is a free trial that you can get uh, and a lifetime discount that comes with it too. Just go streamyard.com forward slash Rob. G and you can get access to that. So thank you so much and have a wonderful uh, holiday Christmas, depending on what you celebrate and right. um, happy Kwanzaa Masika. Right. Well. And I'm planning on being back here on the 28th of nice. December. So just after the, the holiday for some of you and uh, we're, we're going to have another guest on here. I'm going to have a, another person that uh, isn't necessarily from the podcasting space, but uh, has done a lot of YouTube over the years. And his name is Chris Perillo. I don't know, David, you probably remember him. What was uh, Gnome something, Dex something? Gnome Dex. Yes. In Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. Chris, there's a name I've not heard in a while. That's, I'm excited. I will be here Thursday. So, yeah. So it's, it's definitely exciting. And I know that we've had a few other comments come through and let's see if, if any of them uh, say Rick uh, Savoya, right, uh, uh, that's about what I do. I plan out the live stream for no uh, for no audience. Say, yeah, for no audience in a way that I can veer off completely for the chats. And that's ex- exactly that. I, I had a whole outline here that I, I put <laughs> together, and I think maybe I used maybe – one percent of it (laughs) we had a couple of it yeah (laughs) right so thank you so much for all of the comments and feedback i know i didn't get to everybody um but keep them coming i appreciate it and i try and get through as many as i can and and um thank you so much i'll i'll click through some of them here and at least they can be seen yeah and uh and podfest would love to see you down there um it's a great event really is so it's at podfestexpo.com. Um, yep. So check it out. Merry Christmas to, to you as well. And good night, everybody. Thank you so much.